Will you do me the favor of reading the opening psalm? Well, this is, I'm always excited to read a, a psalm. You do love your psalms. Many is the time I've 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 logged on and just had Brian filling my my direct my uh, my instant message with uh, with psalm after psalm. That's what I do. I want to spread the psalms, not the the rest of the word. Just, just the psalm. Just the psalms. Uh, this one goes a little something like this: Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Very good. That's <laughs> that is like I. I mean, I could say I could just tweet that every single day. Honestly, at least this one line of Psalm one nineteen, which is a very long psalm, uh, has something to do with with not getting too caught up with with material objects, which is kind of I what this when, about. When it was being written, like when they finished thirty six, they're going to go to thirty seven, thirty eight, thirty nine. Hmm. This long one psalm. They thought. Yeah, this one sentence one day. Someone's going to write a book about with bears about it. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bearcast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and you've been listening to me talking to returning guest, uh, Brian Skinner. Hey, Brian. Hey, what holiday is it today? It is Thing Day. It's, 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 <laughs> hey, everyone, let's talk about things. That's possibly the most on-topic thing with what we actually talk about. Right. It's, it's like they wrote this book with us in mind. It's like Jan and Mike were like, let's just, do you want to just write about some things? Let's just write about things. The trouble with them. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure I agree with the book, but I'm no. not going to get in a theological argument with the book. Right. But you do agree that there is some trouble with some things. I think you should be allowed to like things. I mean, it doesn't say not to like things. It just, well, we'll get into it. This is 2012's The Berenstain Bears and the Trouble with Things. It's got an amazing cover. It's got, the, the way they write the title is I've never seen a Berenstain Bears title written this way. It's, it, it's really uh, eye-catching. Yeah, it's a dynamic-looking cover. It's got the whole family surrounded by objects, uh, melty ice cream cones and dinosaurs and dolls and rocking horses and teddy bears. Just And, and the kids are ecstatic. The parents are befuddled. And it's a living light story, so it's got a lot of God in it. Not, or, you know, sort of God. It's got some Bible stuff in it. it I mean, it, it takes a hard turn into the Bible stuff and then never walks out of it. Um, I do also like the fold-out cover with the rainbow and the the golden idolatry of the toys <laughs> at the end of the rainbow. Yeah, so the title page is this huge two-page splash. The, as Brian says, it's it's the, the, the cubs running to the end of the rainbow with... it's Yeah, it's not a pot of gold. It's a golden... It's a golden stack statue of a pot filled with golden toys it, it it's what we might call a mixed metaphor because otherwise this is very uh leprechaun which has mm-hmm. nothing to do with no. what the rest of this book is about right uh it, it also is uh, the berenstains are famous for drawing candy that you just want to pick off the page and eat but they also are really good at drawing toys that i just want to own i really like the robot uh, I always like anything of the space grizzlies. Yes, yeah, we get we get a few more space grizzlies. Which, as soon as I opened the book and saw there was space grizzlies, I just sat down and wrote wrote to you. I was like, please be on the show. There's space grizzlies in this book. This book is really just mostly about all the cool stuff that brother and sister own and all the cool stuff that they want and how that's bad for some reason. If you were going to make a cluttered kid has too much toys room. Mm-hmm. This is not it. Nope. We both have children. Yeah. We both know how cluttered their rooms can get. We've also been in pro- probably other kids' rooms and have seen rooms that are devastatingly full of quote unquote things. This is not one of them. It's a pretty monster. And what it's what it's full of is toys, which okay, I mean fine, toys. Games, great, books, nothing wrong with books, puzzles, that's creative. But then it lists like it's they also have bikes, skates, soccer balls. A swing set, a super bounce trampoline. I'm like, well, bikes and soccer balls and skates, like that's that's like I their mean, interests. If I'm sitting here and I I and I'm my my child asked for, hey, I want a soccer ball mm-hmm. on top of everything else. And I'm about to like go, you know what, that's a good idea. And then King Solomon walks in and says, Hey, 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 <laughs> that's a little too much. I'd be like, you know what? You don't even know what soccer is, my friend. It's fine that they have things that make them I'm sure there's other books which promote that hey being active with these sports and bikes and trampolines are good 
Mm-hmm. But so it's it's weird to me that they throw that in with the 17 Barbie dolls. Right. So 17 s- is a lot. We only s- see one. Sister Bear has 17 Barbies. And the brother seems to have the complete Space Grizzlies video library, which that's pretty cool. <laughs> have you ever, would you, would, I would be so, I would feel honored if a, a, a young child between the ages of eight and 14 came to me and said, I have a complete video library. Mm-hmm. Not I have all the videos. Yes. But I have a complete video library. Yes. Uh, do you remember in the in the 1980s, you would get I mean, I, this carried over into the 90s as well, but you would get like you could go to the video store and you could rent Transformers and you would get two episodes on a videotape. Yes. Or you could buy the two episodes for forty five dollars, forty five bucks for. So con- assuming that this is still a video like, well, even if it was a DVD or in the early days of DVDs, you would get like four episodes per DVD at best for a like twenty five bucks. Was a luxury item, like yeah, he, like someone who was a gigantic fan who was willing to spend money on it. Now, if 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 Space Grizzlies are the Berenstain Bears version of He Man, as we've established, that's like what? Like how many seasons did He Man run? Like three? How many episodes three. were there? The original Masters of the Universe. There were a hun- well, wait, okay, there were a hundred and thirty of that. There were 93 of She-Ra, 65 of the new adventures of He-Man. So just leaving it at that, you know, we're looking at, you know, a few hundred episodes across. Cause, I mean, because it says the complete library. You yeah, know? we don't see a single DVD in this room. It's 2012, so I assume it's DVD. Unless he, they're all on a hard drive somewhere and he got them from a torrent. Oh, okay. Yeah, there and is in that, that case. But would you refer to that as the complete library? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> And I'm sure if he got it from LimeWire, he has a f- few corn videos in there too. <laughs> right. It's and it's all labeled by Weird Al Yankovic. But uh, no, it's uh, th- that's a substantial video collection. It is. Well, I mean, it, 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 I would imagine it has to be at least 17 DVDs because that way the parents would feel like they're being even between the two of them. Now, if we're assuming that, okay, so the original Masters of the Universe, okay, the original Masters of the Universe. <laughs> released the complete first season in one eight-disc set in 2010. And the second season was released on September 13, 2011. Now, assuming that they're referring maybe to only the available episodes, it's possible he could have gotten... Oh, it is just 60. It's just two seasons, 65 and 65, it looks like. Yeah, the original 130 episode run. So he could have gotten, as Christmas gifts maybe, the first and second season of Space Grizzlies on in the dvd set that's possible do you ever find it weird when like a parent complains that their child who cannot buy anything for themselves has too much stuff that they themselves supplied for the children yes 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 uh <laughs> so i, I find I that mean, strange all the time i mean a lot of parenting is winging it and doing uh-huh. things and then regretting it later but um to put it like a hard like everything in this room i would assume what 75 80 percent were purchased by probably the parents another five percent by relatives maybe a little bit off their allowance mm-hmm. but like you know this is this is an average an average child's amount of things right for children at this age to have accumulated for children of that age and for children like in their uh are per- their perceived uh uh like tax bracket like where their their income level that that the bears they have, they, seem to they have yard they have a single family home they have a yard mm-hmm. which Fa- puts you in a works certain constantly level. yeah they go on vacation Eggs. they can go to the they go on vac- big big mall yep he can buy a big old hat yeah <laughs> yeah disposable income for his for his for his hobbies as well yes. yeah they, they're they're doing okay we've never seen the bears for want of money uh we've seen them suffering at tax time but that's papa's fault uh and and this book is not about them having problems affording these things it's about the moral choice to want so many things yes did you know that masters of the universe had two separate titles in italy for season one and season two I did not, but this is something that I felt like you would have told me at least four years ago. What were the titles? Season one was He-Man. I don't know how to say Italian. A.E. Dominatori del Universo. 
And then season two is He-Man A.E. Padroni del Universo. Now, I don't know what that means, so somebody listening, please tell me. What's the difference between Dominatori del Universo and Padroni del Universo? Someone out there. I wonder, I wonder what Universo means. Dominators in what? Ah, so Alana has poked her head in. Alana, who does speak Italian, it is uh, uh, enough to translate He Man, and she is letting me know that it's either He Man and the dominators of the universe, and He Man and the patrons of the universe. That, that <laughs> well, they seems weird. Padroni. It's just fun to say, though. It is like parents of the universe. Does it make sense? Maybe he's like the the, the daddy of the universe, El Patron. I'm gonna look it up. Padroni. Uh, masters. It means masters. <laughs> what a shock! It's literally what it is. <laughs> Turns out it translates to masters of the universe. But what about Dominatori? Also why, means masters. Weirdly enough, it doesn't mean masters. It means dominators. Yeah. She was right. Doing it totally means dominators. So well, uh, at first you don't. First, you become the master. No, first you become the dominator, because that's season one. Well, you have to... Okay, I suppose that's true. You would have to dominate everything to become the master. Yes. But I think think what's interesting about this is it plays into the question, which has always been, who were the the masters of the universe referring to? Was it it referring to the good guys, or was it referring to the villains? Because I believe, canonically, the villains were the ones who were trying to be the masters of the universe. Like, that wasn't a positive thing. So it makes sense that they would translate it as the dominators of the universe and then be like, "Uh, we're trying to leave it a little more vague. This reminds me of, and I believe I probably have brought this up on the podcast at least once, the fact there's a Canadian cartoon uh, about uh, small little elfin animals people called the sun tots okay. who are trying to save the environment from a group of polluting boats people called the smoggies and the show is called stop the smoggies has no, no reference in the name to the actual protagonists of the show the smoggy stop the smoggies they who are not the protagonists no the sun tots are <laughs> so wait well it's a maybe sunday it's morning because... cartoon it's not very good maybe it's because you wouldn't no one would watch a show called the sun tots it has a a theme song that is in my head until the day I die. How does it go? I'm not singing it on the show. <laughs> you, anyone wants to, they can go on YouTube and look up opening theme song of Stop the Smoggies and learn about the Sun Tots, Sun Tots, something, something shiny. Dear listeners, I was going to insert the Stop the Smoggies theme song into the episode at this point, but that thing is two minutes long, so forget it. There's a heck of a lot of sun tots. Hey, the best part of the sun tots is that their their queen looks like a different kind of mini human than the rest of them. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. I'm going to have to check this out when we're done here, but I'm not going to check it out right now because we are only on page one <laughs> of this book. <laughs> we didn't get to page two before I brought out Stop the Smoggies this time. We see the cloud castle again from Space Grizzlies, but we also see what is presumably Bearby's dream house. And I want to applaud the architecture of this because it is a a typical looking Barbie dream house, except it's built into the side of a huge tree. So it's your it's your modular pink squarish dream house, but with a gigantic tree growing out of the middle of it. I like that. I mean, yeah. that that tree probably costs more to mold than the rest of the thing altogether. Yeah. And also, that is a really cute little scooter that one of them's on. Yeah, there's a there's a Barbie doll and a scooter. These Barbies look slightly smaller than your average Barbie doll. So, uh They look very I always assumed that what she's holding in her not thoughtful, her, her corporeal form mm-hmm. was the Barbies, but clearly those are a different thing altogether because they're much larger and much softer. Yeah, that that bear is that the doll in her hand is like floppy. Yes, it yeah. is a flop. It is not. It is not as floppy as a stuffy. Right, but it's kind of it's kind of in between. It looks it's like somewhere. a Carmen San Diego doll. It, where what would Carmen San Diego be called in the Bear Country universe? Uh, uh, Car. car- I almost said car bear, but that's like a bear that you turns know, into a car. That's the that's the bears universes of Turbo Teen, they, which they would have to have. Right. <laughs> I would love it if if Mike Berenstain or if Stan or Jan at some point had made it a direct reference to Turbo Teen, like just out of a bag. They had just what's a cartoon we can reference, and they just landed on Turbo Teen, and they were like, oh, "How do we translate this into Bear World?" And, but then they stuck with it. Like, like they at no point thought themselves, "This is too difficult a reference to make, or it's not worth my time." They're like, "I have to fit in Turbo Teen." 
scene into the story before page two. Before page two. <laughs> well, well, fortunately, we can skip the next pages because all that happens is they decide to go to the mall to get sheets and pillowcases, and then they go to the mall. <laughs> Man, how many books have the gall to, on page two going, okay, the plot of this book is that we are going to buy some new sheets and pillowcases. I think that any kid can relate, though, to why are we all going to do this? I had this thing when I was a kid where on Saturdays and Sundays, depending on the day, if we weren't going to grandma's house, we did shopping. And even as we got older, my parents would be like, all right, everyone in the car, we're going to the mall or we're going to Sears or we're going to the department store. And it would just be because like mom needed some bras and like dad needed a wrench. But we all had to go. And I was like, why do we all have to go everywhere? I don't care if Stacy needs a new set of stockings. Like that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Leave me at home. See, I, I kind of, so we kind of did this too. However, I threw a monkey wrench in it a little bit where one, uh, my mother's mom, my grandmother, I called mm-hmm. her Nan, lived with us. Um, and she was kind of the person who was in charge of making sure Brian didn't get in trouble, <laughs> which I was wont to. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I was very not good at just not following my my whim uh, as far as just kind of wandering off. And my parents are very big on, very, 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 very big on uh, the kids come along wherever we go. If we're going to friends' houses for drinks, you're coming too. And you're going to sit there before Game Boys without any preparation so you didn't bring any toys. Mm-hmm. And you're going to sit in this adult's house for seven hours. And you're going to sit there. They don't have an extra TV. You're just going to sit there, seen about not heard until we're done. And we'll constantly tell you, we'll, we'll leave after I finish this drink and then we'll pour another drink. Great. That's what my parents did. That, that was a generation one time at the mall three-story mall parents mm. were buying some thing i could care less about which was <laughs> most things and it was near closing apparently and i decided i was going to go find out find the transformers toys okay. but not in that store and not on the same floor as them of course i just left and this was after the, the time that my we were at the department store and i was tired of my brother playing atari and not paying attention to me when i wanted to go to the bathroom so i took a whiz on the floor of the sears this story is uh, going places this story is yes. just going in all kinds of places all kinds of places um this time i ended up it was at closing and the entire mall was looking for me because they could not figure out where what floor i was on i was two floors away from my parents and the whole mall and all the workers were looking for me and my grandmother told my parents you we are never taking brian <laughs> to the mall again i will just stay home and babysit him uh this is not worth the stress of now, having to deal with him ever again now what i Unless... appreciate about this story is you have not yet told me how old you were so i'm just assuming you were like 13 <laughs> not 12 uh i believe i was four you were four yes okay at five i got my head stuck in a turnstile at the drug at the uh pharmacy wow and they had to t- and they had it was one that did not turn backwards and they had to disrepair this uh, had to take it apart around me to keep me from choking to death because it went straight across my throat. That's a terrible story. And I'm glad that does not happen in the Berenstain Bears and the trouble with things. Although so, a turnstile is a thing and that is part of the trouble with it. It is. It, I would trouble. It, it was it was great trouble with it. Uh, my brother has never been more embarrassed in his entire life. <laughs> Even more when I dropped my pants and started peeing on the floor of Sears right behind him. <laughs> One of the kids in our neighborhood got his head stuck in like a, like, uh, like, you know, like between the posts on like a, uh, like a patio, like fence, like whatever you call it. You're on a porch and there's like the railing. Yeah. And he stuck his head between it and he couldn't pull it back out. And like parents came from blocks around to look at this boy with his head stuck in the fence. And like no one could figure out like what to do. But there was one of the kids in our group was standing there going, <laughs> saying over and over again, something like he was, he was just going out and around, out and around, out and around, out and around, out and around. And so everyone was ignoring him because this boy was just like jabbering nothing, nonsense. Uh, and finally, they were like, what are you talking about? And he's like, pull him out and around because it never occurred to anyone to pull the boy through in the other direction. And they because found that his shoulders would fit going through the other way. And like he was fine. But it took. But I don't I was like I was standing there and this little boy was saying these words over and over again. And I didn't know what he like. No one knew what he meant. Like, why didn't he just say pull him out the other way? Instead, he was just going out and around. Out and around, out and around. None of us know what you mean. You think, there's, there is a magical ability for little boys to, when not comprehended the 
fourth or 13th time mm-hmm. to continue to say the, exactly the same thing. Yeah. And assume that it is your problem, not theirs. Uh, they get to the mall and the mall is a castle. The mall is, has a giant dome. Uh, the mall is beautiful. We love the bear country mall. It's gorgeous. It is fantastic. It is very popular, mm-hmm. which is increasingly funny year by year as malls are increasingly not popular. Although it's still hard to get parking at the mall of America. That's the one. I, I went to the mall of America for the first time. Since the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was able to park right up at the front Hey, at the across-the-street parking lot that is attached to the Ikea. Oh, but you went to the across-the-street parking lot. But you can get in real... You can get in so easily. And then you walk in there and there's... So that you're across the street. I mean, it's not really. It's a little pagoda that you walk across. And you walk in and then there's all these NFL helmets just sitting there staring at you. And it's really kind of off-putting. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've never been to the Mall of America in, in uh, Minnesota, it is... Large, yes, but also over the last like 10 years, it's altered a lot. So just, I don't, every time I go in now, I don't know what weird pavilion I'm in. I don't know what entrance, like weird art installation they've got going on. It's, it's a, it's a jumble of a mess of a mall. Yeah, this was a section that I had literally never been in. And then I went to the Ikea, and it had not changed in the slightest in the 15 years since I've been there last. Ikeas haven't changed since the late 70s. There Uh, are things I bought for my baby that are still there, and she's in high school. What what's funny is uh this is the you Brian went into the Mall of America and he got lost and so he had to pee on the floor. <laughs> I mean, I told the story. So my brother was very very embarrassed cuz I was in my 40s. I know what another another brother who's very very embarrassed, brother Bear. He's embarrassed cuz his mom's buying towels and he and sister are bored. They there's a lot of the bears being bored in this. Yes. I mean, pages of it, pages of it. And like there's some good eye art, not as good as Mama Bear rolling her eyes earlier on like a page two. But like this person in the trench coat kind of giving them a look like, what are you guys doing in the mall? Smirk. (laughs) Yeah. They make they they draw a line here between they they say that they get this they they're there for the sheets and pillowcases that Mama needed. Now keep that in mind. Mama needs these sheets and pillowcases. However, they also go to a store for fishing gear that Papa looks greedily at. He looks greedily at the shiny rods, reels, and lures, and he buys himself a new salmon reel. And brother did, and sister are bored by it. Did you know that having a hobby is inherently bad? This is where it starts getting weird because they also kind of take a real shot at everyone else in the everyone else in the mall is there for things. Yes, like they make a point that there's just lineups of other bears there for things, and they italicize things. Now keep in mind that sheets and pillowcases are also things. Like they don't tell us that like one morning Mama went into the into the blanket closet and everything was gone or everything was destroyed or mama accidentally dropped all the sheets and pillowcases in the giant dirty water no it's just she just needs new sheets and pillowcases why probably because she's bored of the old ones i just want to put that in your mind the sheets and pillowcases are as much things as papa's salmon reel maybe one of the psalms really <laughs> break that down i mean i i've been spending we're, i've been spending a lot of time on youtube uh looking at videos on the history of when of the bible and when it what all the different books that were written mm-hmm. uh not really getting into the nitty-gritty of where it talks about bed sheets right right they don't they don't start talking about the bed sheets until the book of revelation <laughs> that's when the punishments all come down uh, and so again, the, the Cubs are bored, and they start doing that thing that every kid does when they're at the mall, or in back in our day at a department store. Uh, whether you are at Sears or J.C. Penney or Foley's or Joskies or Jostens or Jock Dracula's, I don't know. Everyone, every every like region of the world had its own like weird, very local department store. Uh, we had Foley's, which was huge. Um, did you have a very hyper-specific department store growing up? Um, nothing that I can remember being not cross-candled. We had the Hudson Bay, which was eventually just called the Bay. Oh. We had Simpsons, which had broken away from Simpsons Sears, and we had Eaton's. Uh, only the Bay is remaining. When you were a kid, when the Simpsons came out, was that like hilarious? Um, it made me think of the store. <laughs> It's also the store had a a, a uh, 
a hairdresser place within it and that's where my grandmother got her hair permed and so i thought the entire the entire uh department store smelled like perms oh i thought you're gonna say like she got her hair permed like marge simpson not quite very large very circular though more like Ooh. uh her marge's sisters marge's sisters <laughs> uh it would be funny if they were like let's let's like tie into this and so like they were like we're the simpsons who the hell are you or something like if they had changed the name of like their slogan they Uh, didn't they didn't and then they went out of business so there you go well brother and sister do what we all did when we were at department stores or or this or the simpsons or wherever they start demanding to go to the toy section or to the toy store if you're in the mall can we go to the toy store please can we please go to the toy store we have sat through you buying bras and underwear and sheets and pillowcases and salmon reels whatever that is can we please please go to the toy store and mama and papa are like i guess you can and here we get the weirdest part of the book where the cubs go to the toy store and the parents are bewildered and angered at the fact that their kids are in a toy store and they want toys like the kids aren't really demanding they're they're asking or like mentioning things they like but they aren't saying you have to buy because they wouldn't write the, the cubs that poorly like bad kids but the parents are furious like just disappointed beyond words these are parents who have given them stuff up until this point and these are kids who have been patient through an incredibly boring uh shopping trip that was not for things uh up until this point and they're kids in a they're, they're literally kids in a toy store which is by definition the most excited a kid could be before toy stores went away um and they're they seem like i they didn't see it coming and are just they're sitting there in the in shadows glowering at yeah. them yeah. It says Mama and Papa were not pleased, period. So we had established at the very beginning that brother and sister both had things they wanted. One was the dream house that we talked about. And brother wants something with space grizzlies. It says he wants a play set. We know he already has the cloud castle, so I don't know why he's fantasizing about it. But that 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 chariot deal. He does want he wants so- that looks so great. It looks like the thing. It's like the thing from He-Man, like the battle ram. Like it's, the little... exactly, it's exactly that, but it's like literally 20, over 20 years since that <laughs> right. came out. Well, it's the new adventures of the Space Grizzlies. <laughs> it's, the, it's, the, it's the revamp, the streaming series. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're excited. They, they're, they're like, can we get these? And then it says they ask for new skateboards, new video games, new puzzles, new craft kits, new rollerblades, new mini bikes, new baseball gloves, new hockey sticks, and anything else they could think of. And I'm like, well, first of all, if mom and papa were this angry there's no way the kids got that far down their list uh you ask for one thing if your parents are in a mood and they were just like no end of story what i like so they're they're angry they are shocked shocked at how greedy they are as papa hides his new fishing reel behind his back Mm -hmm. and i thought okay well papa's gonna get kind of reamed out too Does he? Not really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first of all, I don't think they've ever used the expression reamed out in a Berenstain Bears book. And but boy, like, oh they, boy, what, did Papa get reamed out. <laughs> Maybe they needed a ream for making lemonade. But um... <laughs> back up a second. Someone left a dinosaur in the sports section. I just I just need to point that out. Brothers in the sports section, there's a dinosaur on the shelf. And that has to be a mistake on someone's part. Like some kid left that there, right? Right. Well, that, they, they wrote it there. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, Papa hides his new fishing reel behind his back. And mom is like, and she, and mama brings up the point you brought up. She's like, well, we shouldn't be too shocked. After all, we did give them all that crap. And Papa's like, oh, what should we do? And mama comes up with a surprising solution. She wants them to go to the bookstore. And for what? A Bible storybook. Now, I have to say that as a child who went to Sunday school every single week Mm -hmm. to the point where I got little awards and pins for perfect attendance for years and years, uh, not once did was I so taken by a shocking, (laughs) relevant Bible story that I'm like, I I was wrong in my worldviews. I now love nature. I'm going to hold on one sec. I'm going to check something. Hold that thought. Uh, uh, go off a little bit about your favorite King Solomon story. Hold on. Well, uh, let me start to talk about Deuteronomy. And it is the fifth and last book of the Torah. Still there? Where is... <laughs> go on. I was, I was... I don't, I don't I even want to know what you're talking about. I'm going to find out when, when I get back, uh, when I listen to this. I am actually checking the Berenstain Bears storybook Bible. I'm holding it in my hot little hand. Uh, it came out the same year as this book, uh, 2012. I am checking. It also features Space Grizzlies, by the way. Thank God. 
Literally. Uh, just, just rest assured that the Space Grizzlies are featured prominently in the storybook Bible. Uh, I'm checking to see if this King Solomon illustration is actually in the Berenstain Bears storybook Bible. And... I do not see anything about King Solomon listed in the storybook Bible. So apparently, it's not an important enough story to include in the actual Berenstain Bears storybook. We um, even have Samson I'm... and Delilah. You want, to, you want a picture of Ooh. Samson being held down and forcibly like, look at that. That's, it's a vicious uh, storybook. That's a vicious storybook. I'm sure you've gone into the fact deeply into the fact that the, the the history of the bear world having to be almost one-to-one at some point with our world to have a king solomon mm-hmm. and all these bible stories being exactly the same yeah like the same world events the same you know stories being passed down the same like cultural relevance to create these stories to teach people of that time what you know these stories were meant to mean that we now take out of incredible context and I'm sure Mama Bear is doing right now. I'm sure King Solomon was not talking to young bears to go look out and enjoy the flowers and not buy space grizzlies. But I love that they draw King Solomon as like a Middle Ages European yes. king. Like it's just <laughs> with a sun crown and everything. Uh, with everything, like that's that's that, uh, great. Why not? Yeah, that's 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 really good storybooking. Now, of course, she brings up Solomon because. He tried to cut a baby in half. No, that's not true at all. I mean, he did try to cut a... He did suggest cutting a baby in half. It would be funny if Mama told that story. She's like, well... <laughs> and then stared stupid? down honey real hard. Yeah. Uh, we could have had four cubs, but... Because that's how that works. But you bisect a child, it becomes two children. But, you know, she reads the part about... She's all, listen... See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. And I have to say that if your flowers are spinning, there's something wrong with your garden. Yet I tell you, I know that they mean like they don't spin close, like they don't spin like spinning, like on a spinning wheel. But it is funny the way it's phrased. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And even the cubs are like, what does that have to do with anything? We just wanted toys. Like literally, what does this mean? And and then it's just a fall, a, a spring colors tour. Yeah, because Papa's like, it means that not even a king is rich enough to buy anything as pretty as flowers or anything that God makes. And then they're like, get in the car, kids. We're gonna go nature in. We're gonna look at the nature. We're gonna distract you from the fact that we're not buying you anything by taking you out longer. If I was a kid and my parents were like, no toys, I'd be like, well then, great. I just can't wait to get home and get on my Nintendo. I don't want to go to the park. I'm sorry, mom and dad. Like, now you've disappointed me. The bigger disappointment is going to be you making me drive around and look at flowers. What's amazing is that these these bears who were so bored by all this shopping like they don't have to be convinced at all they're immediately loving this yeah oh yeah like look, like, like immediately look at all the flowers can we stop and pick some like they also stop in a giant are they, are field of flowers i'm i'm worried this is somebody's field there's a fence around it there's a fence this this looks curated yeah this is a garden they're in a garden and they're ripping up the flowers <laughs> Uh, and otherwise you're going to get ticks. You're going to get ticks. Maybe there are, maybe you can't see, but just off, off the page, there's many peahens walking around because they will eat ticks and keep your garden tick free. Uh, I just wanted you to know that a little, a little gardening tip. They're also very loud. So, you know, you take the good, you take the bad. Sister says the most natural thing a child could ever say. I guess these flowers really are more beautiful than King Solly man in all his splendor. It sounds about right. (laughs) I mean, that's. King Solomon, man, yeah. that's that's pretty. He he he's using the everyday every man language to really bring this deep lesson about stop and smell the flowers. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't need toys, kids. Uh, just really bring it down to the level of everyone. Like ah, I get it. He's not some fancy book guy. Even reading this long storybook. This book, I know we're giving it a hard time. I'm mostly giving it a hard time because it sets it up to be a wonderful. It looks like it's going to be a more a bigger a big celebration of awesome toys. Like I wanted it to be that. I wanted it to be. Let's talk about so many cool toys. And instead, we do get. It's just. It's mostly. You don't need those toys, kid. What you need to do is go into someone's garden and rip up all their flowers. You I mean, need. It's- 
it's so much hey look at how nice things are here's the nice thing though it's drawn beautifully it is drawn beautifully it's a gorgeous book like it is some of the nicest illustrations i've come across uh with the lighting effects mm-hmm. on like as you can tell the day is passing and they're getting home at dusk it's very beautiful um i know kids they would not care <laughs> but hey papa's like you know what's cool the day you know it's also pretty cool the night he should buy an he should buy a, a telescope is and, that a thing or not and mom is like why do you need new space grizzlies when you've got all this air mm, <laughs> the air why do you need a coca-cola when you can drink the air we have air at home we have air at home hey you know who gets away with all of this papa Papa, he, he gets he gets to have this, this wonderful trip home and gets to not as much as mom, but talk down and you know patronize these children mm-hmm. about how great everything is and how he loves things that aren't things. He's still got that fishing reel. Okay, so they drive home and they're like at the top of the hill. This is that one of that picture you're talking about. Beautiful shot of the treehouse, gorgeous twilight, golden sunset. And Papa's like, but one of the best things of all in God's whole wide world is our own home sweet home. And mom is like, and our own sweet family to go inside and i'm like and that salmon reel that you got to buy at the store now i do want to say that as a parent it's my money it's my money i went i worked i earned i'm not gonna buy you a toy but i'm gonna buy me a new salmon reel because you know what i do with that salmon reel i catch fish for my family that's what i do i'm not eating them on the banks of the river i am taking that salmon home and cooking it up for everyone this isn't this isn't extraneous. I'm going to catch bigger and better salmon with my dedicated salmon reel. And you know what bears love? And it's part of their nature, speaking of nature, to get salmon. They love it. They love to eat salmon. I've seen pictures of bears standing in the rivers, catching salmon in their mouths. Salmon. There's nothing wrong with the salmon. You may, that, that salmon, be, that salmon slamming. And that's what they're going to do. Slam it down their bear mouths. And I Thanks hope they go, I hope mom goes in that house and walks up and takes a knife to that soccer ball and says, you don't need this. You don't need it. What is this? Salmon? Nope. It's a soccer ball. Stab. <laughs> throws out their video game machine. Throws out their space grizzlies. Get rid of it. Can't eat it. It's not made by God. <laughs> it's okay. There is one. There's nothing wrong with a book that is about appreciate nature. Yes. And a many nothing of the wrong. bear books do that. Yes. And it's a great story. It is hard to get kids to look at things that are around them. It is impossible. If you say, hey, did you see that that we just drove by? They will have not saw it. And you can point to it and they will look at your finger and not what you're pointing. Great. Kids are yeah. smart. A good way to not get kids to appreciate nature, though, is to go, you know what's better than all of your toys? <laughs> nature. And now I have friends who have kids who... Who are naturey kids who are like mom oh okay as far as they write on facebook who are like mama i don't need a bunch of stuff for my birthday i just want to go for a walk in the park with you and i'm like great that's great but if your kid does like to have things and the trouble that comes with them uh it's this is this book isn't a, yelling at your kids in the mall is not a good way to get them to go on a nature walk with you i'm always of the kind of tact on parenting of there's an overall arc to your child and that is not based on moment-to-moment possessions or actions and if your child is generally good Mm -hmm. and is accomplishing things at a level that you feel is uh good for what they need to do and good for and is not harming them that really pressuring them to do better or appreciate certain things more kind of as a societal pressure of hey kids should appreciate this or kids should be doing this when the kid is genuinely good-natured or is not having any problems socially in their lives where they are a happy child which these kids seem to be they have friends they are social they love their parents they love each other they want some toys their kids that you really don't have to to guilt trip them into going against their personal nature of what they kind of naturally inclined to like um because it i don't think it'll stick i don't think you're making i don't think you're ever making a revelation to a seven-year-old that they're (laughs) like oh 
I didn't realize how great X is until you made some story. You you made it relatable to me with something from a Bible story, from a book, or from a friend, or video, or a Facebook post, or Pinterest. Either they do or don't, and it kind of is easier to have them come to it on their own. Right. And if you want to take your kids on a nature walk, just go. And after the mall, we're going to go on a nature walk. Or if you see them begging for toys, be like, no, uh, not today. Uh, uh, but we did want to stop by the park later on. And I've told I've told my child, like, like I want something. And she doesn't ask for much. But like, there's been one or twice. Like, hey, I want this. And I'm like, no. And yeah. like, like, we're, like, we're driving home. Like, yeah, we're going to Parkway home. I don't feel like it. Well, we're going to anyway. So I want you to burn energy. Like, yeah. it, it, like I'm, not, I'm not asking her to have a, like a, a life revelation about who she is and who we are and our relationship to Earth because she wanted uh, some Pocky and I'm not giving her extra <laughs> sugar. You know, like it's, and the book is, the book is always going to generalize more than this. And like I said, there's no, there's no bad lesson about, hey, stop and smell the roses. That is not a bad lesson. It's just right. funny to me that like these kids are like, hey, I want these nice kids who don't appear to have an extravagant amount go, hey, I want stuff. Parents are furious, say, here the Bible says you shouldn't want stuff. Uh, King Solomon did. That's who he was. He was Mr. Flow- King of Flowers, King Solomon. That's what everyone knows him as. Uh, that's the whole point <laughs> of the of the, the Old Testament. And then uh, pages upon pages of "Hey, aren't fish great?" And it's like pick like it. It just it just it, to me it's two it's it's two two stories pasted together, beautifully well, drawn, <laughs> beautifully drawn with that great final silhouette of the bears. By the way, this this uh, last one would also be a very just put a little Halloween costumes on them, and they're coming back from trick-or-treating so brian at the end of every living lights faith story book there are activities and questions from brother and sister bear now i did not send them to you because i want this to be off the cuff so let's talk about it one brother and sister have a lot of things do you have a lot of things i am surrounded by things like i have a tremendous amount of things i i i love things so much that i give my friends things you have things behind you that are from me yes i do some beautiful things battle armor he-man scare glow a little transforming that's skeletor's ghost skeletor's ghost but not skeletor's ghost not the ghost of skeletor right just a ghost he happens to be in possession of correct but no he's not he's not possessed by no 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 yeah no just it is his ghost like like this is my maid (laughs) yes so you just said you have a lot of things which ones are the most important to you uh what are the most important things to me the flowers and the air (laughs) okay how did you decide in this tiny miniature uh version of the commodore 64 i have (laughs) how did you decide that i saw something and it caught my eye and I like nostalgia. How would you feel if you did not have all of your things? I would probably be looking online thinking, I wish I had those things. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm probably be fine. But I'd be like, well, time to get some things. <laughs> any any number of things I have, I would be like, nothing would break my heart uh, to lose. Because uh, I, I have gone through many years of my life, life with no things. Right. Uh, so I appreciate having things. But like, if I did not have them, I'd just probably go back to... Uh, now I get to pick out new things that I want when I can't get them again. Two, what has God given you? Oh, just so much grip strength. <laughs> what is your most precious gift from God? My grip strength. <laughs> yeah, what are, we, what are we talking about here? I can open jars so easily. Brian, get out and do it. One, there are people who have very little. Talk with your family about how you can help someone in your church or community that is less fortunate than you. My work work is making me do that. Work together as a family and do one of the following. Have a canned food drive. Collect blankets in the winter for the homeless. That's a big one. They always mention collecting blankets. Get others to participate. Have a bake sale. Give the proceeds to the poor. Now, they talk about doing this a lot. And uh, and this is actually less jarring than some of them. Some of them are like, there's a lot of things you can do. Make a poster, draw on a piece of paper, a smiley face, or build an offshore oil rig. Like, they're always like the attainable. And then it's like, mm, start your own soup kitchen. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't think that's actually going to happen. I mean, you. I don't have enough soup to do that one thing that alana and i always applaud though in these books is that is that they do mike mike and and jan are very good in these books at being like you're a member of your community you should probably do something good for your community like they're they're very conscientious of that it's very it's very bear country of them 
but not this country. Not this country. I mean, it's it's harder and harder to feel connected to your community, especially in like the larger areas where we live, where yeah, it can feel spread out. So you kind of have to pull in closer. But like you know, I like to do little things like tip locally very, 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 very well mm-hmm. uh, for poor young young people who have to work at ice cream shops yes. during the summer, which is things like a miserable job or just you know donating things or I'm not I would volunteer more, but I'm terrified of people. Get out and do it too. Say thank you to God. As a family, pray together, thanking God for all of the gifts he has given you. Thanking him is not only for Thanksgiving time, but for all the time. I've never thought of Thanksgiving time as the only time to give thanks to God. (laughs) Well, I guess you're just better than everybody else. I think so. (laughs) Thank you, God. My greatest gift from God is being better than everybody else. Thank you, God. For making me better than everybody else. I have a direct line. <laughs> I don't have to wait for a holiday. I genuinely just never thought of, of uh, Thanksgiving as a prey day. It is a prey day. Uh, it's one of those days where you're like, oh, yeah, like, who are we thanking? Uh, that's what Thanksgivings are all about. Like, that's like the like the idea behind a Thanksgiving is that it's like kind of a religious day. Because <laughs> like, you're, you're not thanking the dirt, kids. Well, you know, in a way, like, but also Canadian Thanksgiving is kind of less steeped in tradition and more in we wanted a holiday in October and we named it after one of yours. Wait, so, there is a holiday in October. It's what, coming up. That doesn't count. We don't get a day off for that one. Oh, why not? Can it's it, the government. You can make anything a day off if you wanted to. Well, that's what Canada has done, in effect, is that they put a holiday in every single month and some of them are just hey somewhere in their province make up a holiday and you will have that off like august 4th is a kind of a different holiday in every province however october has thanksgiving so it can't be halloween thanksgiving can't be halloween you heard it here first that's correct that's correct uh but that is the berenstain bears and the trouble with things and i like that like you know like ah you wake up every day and it's just things again i just wish they had stepped on a toy in this book to really propel the story forward with the parents being annoyed with the things we do get some wonderful angry mama and papa bear faces though and for that i'm always happy i love a a mama bear rolling her eyes picture Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she she is done with it she when papa wants to go and look at the fishing gear she is done Mm -hmm. with him but he still gets it anyways and they get to eat for one more day salmon salmon the salmon reel i don't even know what a salmon reel is is it a special kind of twine i don't understand i don't know how to fish god's gift to all of us is salmon so brian where can our listeners find you they can find me on all your podcatchers at a little podcast called center of weirdness podcast where me and my co-host josh hollis try to find random tv shows mostly obscure often not depending on what my mood is and we have been we have been covering halloween episodes and spooky shows since they put candy for halloween out mm-hmm. in the stores so i made him start it in august have you covered the smoggies yet i have considered covering the smoggies i i did ke- i did make him cover teddy ruxman's cartoon Heck yes. and uh, absolutely blew his mind at the complexity and the, of the Wikipedia for that. Uh, the, and uh, we have just done Freddy's Nightmare, uh, which is uh, great, quote unquote. We did a Home Improvement Halloween episode. We have done some other things that I have already forgotten because we recorded far in advance. Yes. But <laughs> so at some point, I'm going to have you on for a TV show. I had one in mind. I had it written down on a Google Sheet, but I have now forgotten it when I'm on your show on the air well if you think about it let me know you know how to reach me uh if you want to find me on any other show i have a podcast that i do with my older child called it's del toro time it comes out about once a month these days she's overwhelmed with college uh where we cover the movies that influenced guillermo del toro uh we will be starting in on guillermo del toro's cabinet of curiosities at the end of this month and then we have pinocchio in november it's del toro tastic uh at the end of the year here and then uh i have a podcast called pizza toast that i do with friend of me and brian christy 
Admiral, who uh, who uh, we've been on a little bit on, of. Who was just on my? Who was just on my show? That's right. Uh, probably actually probably going to line up very well with this show's release schedule. Uh, and she and I do a show called Pizza Toast, where we cover YA literature and the adaptations, the media adaptations of those YA literatures. We've been on a bit of a break. We are coming back with uh, the novel Shrinking Violet and the movie based on the novel Radio Rebel, the Disney Channel original that is unavailable on Disney+. Plus. You have to watch it for free on one of those weird free streaming channels. So uh, if you want to hear us talk about that, tune in to Pizza Toast. I'm trying to remember what show we watched with her. She was telling me that I was wrong about my opinion on it. And most of my opinions cannot remember what it is. We literally just reported it. I remember she mentions on the show that she does not know your age. She does not know my age. She does That's not know your age. I mentioned that I'm a year younger than you. And she's like, I do not know how old Phil is. You probably should. It's it's best for podcasters not to know each other's ages. So that we can just bring up pop cultural things every once in a while. And be surprised when the other person has no idea what we're talking about. See, I have that problem where my co-host is... I, I think he's just a little bit older than Christy and hit everything that he was into. I was already aged out of. Yes. Just slightly. Yes. All I, the time. I and have then he... no sympathy for 90s kids. I don't care about Hocus Pocus. I was too old for that. <laughs> yes. So that is 90%. If you listen to Center of Weirdness, it is 90% Josh being super into something from Nickelodeon from the 90s. And I'm having no being Canadian without Nickelodeon and being too old, having no point of reference and not understanding the appeal of it whatsoever. And him getting frustrated with me. Yeah. I'm like, Nickelodeon? You mean like Pinwheel? You mean like that old Paddington Bear show? Christy and and Josh have told me that I am wrong about something about show, some show called Something Slacks. And I watched it. I don't remember the name of it. And it was terrible. Well, that's why you got to have me back salute on. My, salute my shorts or something. Salute my salute your shorts. That's salute your, featuring a cast member from who ended up one of the guys who ended up being in the band Rilo Kylie. That's all I know about Salute Your Shorts. I was looking at the Wikipedia while we talked about it and found out that one of the the characters was uh, Montana Max from Tiny Toons. There you go. Uh, So that's why you've got to have me on the show so that we can gang up on Josh. We will pick something that is totally out of his wheelhouse and he will be very confused. Like when I made him watch Teddy Ruxman. And informed him of all the different species that everybody in that show actually was and made him very angry. Brian, thank you so much for being back on my show. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, and for everyone else, you can find this show at Bstain Bearcast on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at Deep in Bear Country. Uh, you can just, and you can, and you can, or you can just not listen to the show, I guess. But too late, because you already listened to it. Uh, otherwise, I hope everyone has a great day. I'm totally falling apart here at the end i suddenly got really tired <laughs> it is significantly late for our age it's, it's late it's, we had to record late tonight because i had to take mitzi to a thing uh got home it's late uh thank you so much for listening thank you so much for joining us thank you brian once again and i will see you all next time deep in bear country